0: And welcome to Doctomy. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are covering Girl in the Picture on Netflix. Before we get into that, however, you can get into contact with us on Facebook or Twitter. And if you really feel like helping us out, you can donate to us on PayPal at DoctomyPod at gmail.com. You can literally literally send us a dollar. We'd be thrilled. Yeah, seriously. And with more than 50 episodes, that's like nothing. It's like two cents an episode. We got we got bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so this film was released on Netflix on July sixth of this year and was directed by Sky Borgman, who was also behind the Abducted in Plain Sight. Yeah, which that was we another covered like, on episode two. Ooh, that was a long time ago, <laughs> over a year ago. And that was a crazy one. And if you thought that
1: story was crazy, you're this one's a mindfuck. fuck my 12 year old watched this with me and every time I know I know I felt like a really shitty parent but every time she'd be like oh my god I'd be like just wait there's more
0: (laughs) (laughs) but wait there's more yeah it was was definitely yeah it is a story like we knew about
1: (laughs) oh yeah I mean I definitely I pulled out my book and reread it and I didn't even realize that it's actually the guy who wrote the book and just
0: (sighs) and there's stuff we learned that we didn't even know about uh but that's the end. We'll <laughs> get to that. And also I had to go back the other day and kind of edit like the first half of my notes because I did them when I was sitting with my dad at the hospital. So it was a little dark. We've had yeah. <laughs> we've had we've had a rough month or so yeah. behind
1: the scenes like it's been. Spend been some time.
0: Yeah. Dealing with my dad, like having cancer and then this horrible, sad story. There were some things I'm like, well, that's a little aggressive. Let's, yeah, it's, let's just scale it back. Deal it with some notch. darkness. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and get into it. A uh, late night in April, 1990 in Oklahoma City, a couple of guys are driving around in a truck and they see some debris in the road. As one does. And based on how this demonstrated, these dudes, like, stop to check out some shit in the road. Like, maybe because we're women and we can't imagine just stopping our car And getting out, In the middle yeah. of the night to stop and check. i have,
1: like, that's probably a ploy to get me out just of my car. Just checking some
0: trash on the road, yeah. Uh, anyway, they do this and also discover a young blonde woman just laying out there. So, they alert authorities who get her rushed to the hospital. She's still alive, that's... Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Somehow, her husband Clarence is notified, and he shows up and says her name is Tanya Hughes, and she works as a stripper in Tulsa, which sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really explain like how he knew she was there, but they had, they had been sta- like great, they had been staying in a motel room. Yeah, they and were she'd staying... ran to get groceries. Okay, but like also the,
1: the reason why they were apparently staying there was also like super weird,
0: like. But none of that they talk about. This is just because we know the story.
1: Well, yeah. See, that's gonna be tough. I shouldn't have reread the book. Actually, yeah, now that I think about that's... it, because their reasoning was that he, they had gone to she'd like to see her gynecologist or something like that, and I'm just like, who leaves the state to go see their gynecologist? Like, my husband thought it was weird that like I drove 20 minutes out of my way to go see my OB.
0: But she hadn't been out of state because this is Oklahoma City. She is a stripper in Tulsa, so that's still in Tulsa is in Oklahoma. No, weren't they? Some- they were somewhere else. But that's this is what he was saying, though, that, that she was a stripper in Tulsa. Doesn't really explain why they're in Oklahoma All right, City. Let's cut this because I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... No, this is fine. This is, <laughs> this is how we talk about it. They also have a young son together named Michael. Everyone seems kind of sketched out by this dude that is much older Yeah, than Tanya. he's like way older. And he's just giving off creepy vibes to begin with.
1: Not to mention, like, I'm already going to be like weirded out if some like much older dude comes in and is like, oh, it's my wife and she's a stripper. Yeah. So.
0: And here's our son. And even worse, the doctors are examining Tanya and they're finding old bruises and injuries on her. Tanya ends up passing away at the hospital and the girls that she worked with want to try and find her family to let them know. And they demonstrate this by showing footage of one girl flipping through a phone book and another girl, like, pointing at it. Did you notice? (laughs) Okay, but, like, you also... It's not even one pointing. It's, like, continuously pointing to a name. (laughs) But you
1: also miss the best part where he, like, when he shows up to the hospital and, like, talks to the doctor or whatever, he, like, makes a handwritten note on some notebook paper and tapes it to the door saying, no visitors, which is, like, (laughs) super fucking weird. Like, she was, like wasn't she was like in a coma or something like yeah. she was like not conscious in any way and like it just like so weird the idea like i remember like thinking that like someone had offed like someone in my family or whatever and being like real suspect this is like way more suspicious than that situation <laughs> and like i if someone had taped a sign to the door saying no visitors like And then when he notified the other women at the strip club when he was just like oh she's she's in an accident but no visitors
0: just like okay like (laughs) calm down sir they get a hold of a woman no explanation on why they think this is the right person
1: hey they basically just looked up
0: anyone with the last name and tell her that her daughter has died and this woman's like Yeah, I know. She died 20 years ago when she was 18 months old. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Thanks for reminding me, assholes, about my dead kid. Yeah, is this a prank phone call? (laughs) (laughs) Your daughter's dead. Yeah, I know. (laughs) She's at the cemetery down the road. (laughs) So Karen Parsley, which that sounds like a fake name. (laughs) Is that her stripper name? Karen Parsley. Was working at Passions in the fall of 1989 when she met Tanya. So Tanya would show up to work covered in bruises, and they would just keep getting worse. She was never allowed to take her son Michael anywhere alone without Clarence. I hate that name. <laughs> it's no Keith, but... <laughs> it's, it's a pretty bad one. <laughs> and if things weren't bad enough, Clarence takes out a life insurance policy on Tanya. She's the moneymaker. There's nothing wrong with insurance policies as long as both parties talk about it and agree to it. And it's a reasonable amount.
1: And I'd say if you're, like, in a healthy relationship. Like, if you're, you know, beating the shit out of someone, you probably
0: shouldn't have a life insurance policy on them. So Tanya's talking about jetting, but she doesn't want to leave her son behind and Clarence would never just hand him over to her. Karen sneaks into Tanya's hospital room. I guess she ignored that sign. It is just made out of notebook paper <laughs> after all. To visit her and the nurses let her know that they don't suspect that this is just a simple case of hit and run. Oh, no. She has what looks like claw marks across her chest. <laughs> that's, cars do that.
1: Yeah, like maybe some kind of lawn ornament or hood <laughs> ornament, sorry, not lawn. <laughs> Well, on a flamingo
0: just on the front of their car. <laughs> I mean,
1: that is some shit I do.
0: <laughs> so at the hospital, her vital signs were stable, and then just, she's gone.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like that, like, just really struck me as, like, were we watching this man while he was visiting his wife? Yeah. Like, it ha- did he smother her with a pillow? Like, I just, I really feel like he went back and finished her off. And
0: I don't think it's, like, hospital rooms now where there's, like, cameras in the rooms and...
1: Yeah, no, I, I I
0: think he went back and finished her off. Yeah, so she is dead at 20 years old and... She's
1: so young.
0: Yeah, and this is like 30 years later and the doctor is like, I don't know what happened, like even after all this time. Yeah, he's just like, you know, she,
1: was, she seemed to be like she was getting better and then just out of nowhere.
0: It's was weird, I don't know. Her friends have nothing to go by as far as her identity. So they just bury her and place a tombstone marked Tanya. <laughs> That's what she was going by. Which makes me wonder if Clarence had any input in this at all, like.
1: Yeah, I just. She's dead, and he's just whoop, out the door. I I, just, I remember in the book, and like he was like. shown up with like security, like he hired security
0: for himself. I don't. It just was, I don't see him spending any money. He was. He's a weird guy. What do you mean? Uh, Karen is really concerned about Michael and gets into contact with DHS, which for those of our listeners outside of the States is the Department of Human Services. Although now it's been updated to Department of Health and Human Ser- Services, which but we care better, about the health too. That better explains like what it is. Cause if you don't, it covers 11 government agencies. Like it's not just a simple thing. It's also like CDC, FDA, and has over a hundred programs. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Which I did not realize, like, all the stuff that falls under it. Um, anyway, DHS comes and puts Michael in a foster home, so they must have found some signs of abuse. And there didn't seem to be much of an investigation because according to the Bean family, they received Michael May 1st, 1990, the day after his mom passed away. Well, to be clear, when they received him, um,
1: he was drinking a bottle of Pepsi, yeah,
0: mixed with water. Not great.
1: Yeah, not the best. Um, also, he was like two, and I know they were saying like he's not potty trained or whatever, which like that's not a big deal. Like, yeah, two is like on the cusp Especially of for like boy, yeah, yeah. They're a little slower. Like that's just like on the cusp. But they were saying like he couldn't talk and he was having
0: like like
1: (laughs) he was having like huge meltdowns and just like you know they could tell that there were things going on kind of behind the scenes so I, i think that
0: like there was some suspicion uh they cared for him for four years with his dad constantly trying to get him back i guess i didn't realize like how long this went on for like i did not know four years and it's not like he was completely cut off, like he still had visiting rights. And then a twist. They submit a paternity test, and it's determined that Michael isn't even Clarence's son. So so they stop making him pay child support, they cut off visitation. Yep, his rights are completely terminated. The foster mother talks a little bit about being stalked by Clarence. And then we shoot forward four years to talk about police finding a man handcuffed and duct taped to a tree. It's like, well, slow down. <laughs> so a guy shows up to the Indian Meridian Elementary School in Choctaw, Oklahoma on September 12th, 1994. I don't know about you. That's the only way I can say that. He is insisting on picking up his son. He meets with the principal of the school, James Davis, and brandishes a pistol. I like how he's real casual, though. Like, when he walks in, the principal's,
1: like, in a meeting with someone, and he's like, oh, if you'll just, like, wait outside for a minute until I'm finished. And then, like, once he's finished, he's like, oh, come on in. And then he's like, I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, okay. That's the
0: importance of meetings.
1: Yeah. He's like, okay, go ahead and finish your meeting
0: first. I understand. I understand. It's a pain in the ass. He says he wants a son, Michael, and James is going to help him. So he's trotting this poor principal through the school with a gun on him. With a bunch of children, just in classrooms. Like, what the fuck? It was the early 90s.
1: Yeah, we didn't have the security (laughs) like we do now,
0: where you have to, like, buzz
1: in. Oh my god, you
0: can't even enter the school without, like, showing your ID. Yeah, and then you have to go through another door (laughs) to be buzzed in. He gets Michael from his classroom, and the three of them get into the principal's truck... They drive down a dirt road into a woody woody area and the principal is handcuffed to a tree with duct tape placed over his mouth and he's basically left to die.
1: Yeah, which is fucking wild to me because, like... I mean, he said that they walked past, like, some kind of, like, looking like a campground type area, like someone had been camping there, but, like, he was just essentially, like, off the fucking road, like, yeah. middle... Like, what if no one fucking found him? And I... I can't remember if it's in the documentary, if it's in the book, but I think it's in the book. He's talking about, like, the awkward position that he's, like, crouched in, like, handcuffed around the street, and he's, like, so fucking uncomfortable, and he's, like, I I can't. Like, he spent, like, two hours trying to, like, wiggle down to, like – or, no, he wiggled up to stand position
0: instead of being, like, crouching because he's just, like – You know, I never thought of – how did he get to the school? Because they left with the principal's truck. That's a good question. Can you imagine if he drove there and then just left his car – be so easy to tie it back that's that's a good question
1: i mean it's gonna be pretty easy to tie him to it anyway but i mean when you come in you're like i'm here for
0: my son yeah and it's yeah it's absolutely fucking bonkers that someone stumbles upon him and calls the cops like yeah
1: he's just like standing out there handcuffed to a tree i mean that's pretty like the dude got lucky
0: yeah uh the guy says after a bit of time he was found but like how long like how long was he out there? I, he was definitely out
1: there for several hours. I want to say that in the book he said that he was like it took him two hours just to That's like wiggle shocking. to like, like a one day, stand. You're found. yeah, like I just i mean i I think of like that girl that was like tied to a tree or whatever, like the little kid and like God I just like she basically died, yeah, in the woods like I just I can't imagine like dude got lucky, yeah, he must have been yelling his little lungs out. <laughs>
0: So yeah, this is a little bit weird of a crime and the police go ahead and just get in contact with the FBI. Yeah, I mean, there's this a child This is too much missing, for us. Yeah. Yeah. He brought a gun on the school premises. It's pretty big. Joe Fitzpatrick takes lead on this case and it's been established that Clarence is the one who kidnapped Michael. They see that Clarence tried to file for his wife Tanya's life insurance from when she died. But he used the social security number of a man named Franklin, because they pronounce this weird, Delano Floyd.
1: Everyone knows it's Franklin Delano Floyd. Thank you. I I was bothered by that as well.
0: Because I was sitting there, I was like, okay, are we saying FDR's name wrong then? (laughs) (laughs) No. It's always Delano. It's Delano. Uh, Yeah, that was like, wait, what? Yeah. And it's not just the one guy saying it, it's like a lot of people uh, yeah, saying it. Yeah, as soon as it, I was
1: like, uh, you're wrong and I'm right, so. <laughs> I like, am
0: I out of touch? No, oh, it's the children who are wrong, <laughs> yes. So this just opens up a whole can of worms and quite a criminal record and lots of aliases, which yeah, those do, were easier to do back was in the like days. like on the run, <laughs> like. Like, legitimately on the
1: run. Like, he was, he like gives a social and he's like, oh, uh, that's the wrong one. And it's like,
0: "Uh, (laughs) hold on, sir. Uh, This one has a warrant. (laughs) So let's quickly go through his life as best we can. Right away, he had an awful childhood. He was in and out of foster homes and was physically and sexually abused. Not great, but also not an excuse for his later crimes. Yeah,
1: maybe, you know, take some accountability, get some therapy.
0: February 19th, 1960, when he is 16, he breaks into a Sears department store in Inglewood, California, and steals a gun. Police show up in response to a burglar alarm, and a shootout occurs where he is shot in the stomach at 16. Not, not something most 16-year-olds do, but, He uh... obviously survives the surgery and is sent to a youth institution for a year. The next year, he is arrested for violating his parole by going on a fishing trip to Canada with a friend, which seems like a wholesome parole violation. In May 1962, he returns to Georgia, where he's originally from, and gets a job at the Atlanta International Airport. Great job. The shitty life he's had and the trouble he's been in, that's a pretty good job. stick with it, buddy. The next month, he kidnaps a four-year-old girl from a bowling alley and sexually assaults her in some nearby woods. He was convicted of kidnapping and child molestation and was sentenced to 10 to 20 years. The next year, while being taken for a medical errand, he escapes and robs a bank of $6,000, which would be about $58,000 today. Not bad, not That's bad. A good chunk. Yeah. It's, 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 He's caught and convicted of the robbery and tries to escape again and gets bounced around to different prisons. Eventually, he is released in November 1972 and sent to a halfway house. So just to remind you, he has a history of shooting at cops. He kidnapped and sexually assaulted a four-year-old girl. Four has four years two, old. Has two escape attempts, robbed a bank, and still got released after 10 years. Like, I what the fuck? just, I
1: could not <laughs> fathom. My own child is 12 and was like, uh, that doesn't sound right. Like, is that normally how long he's? Well, s-? it's not even that. It's like... All this
0: other stuff, too. (laughs) Just two escape attempts, robs a bank. Like, do you not add more time for that? (laughs) Like, I feel like you do. Like, and just 10 years, you're out. Yeah. Yeah, reading that, I was just like, that's insane. January 27th, 1973, a week after he is released from the halfway house, he approached a woman at a gas station and forced her into a car and attempts to sexually assault her. She escapes, he is arrested. He convinces a former prison buddy to post the bond, and that's the last anyone has heard from Franklin Floyd. What a dumbass friend!
1: I had to, I had to explain bond to my kid because it's <laughs> like, well, this is what happens. She's like, well, what happens if like you don't come back? And I was like, you lose your money. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what do they do with it? I'm like, I have no idea, but you just <laughs> you lose your money. Don't ever bond anyone out. Yeah. No.
0: Especially a prison buddy. (laughs) So you knew he had a past. That's where you met him. You know, he did the crime. So now they know this guy has a criminal record. His wife was suspiciously killed by a hit and run driver four years before. And he's just kidnapped this boy. That's not his his son. son. Yeah. It's not looking good. They're showing news reports about all of this, and a woman sees this on the TV and notices the picture of Tanya looks suspiciously like her best friend from high school named Sharon Marshall. Sharon Marshall's a good name. It is a good <laughs> name.
1: I, I prefer, I for some reason, that's the name I always associate with her. Um, but also, was it the friend or was it the friend's mom?
0: I don't remember. Damn it, I really- I just know they were I, watching TV. I did
1: myself a disservice by
0: rereading the book. <laughs> I really did. So we get some background from friends who knew her growing up. And I think it's really fucking weird that one of the women say that Sharon told them her mom died when she was hit by a car. Which is, like, the same fucking thing that eventually happens to her.
1: Yeah, well, and they she had a lot of, like, weird, like, she she told one story to one person and another to another. Like, she was just kind of all over the place with just, like...
0: You gotta stick with your lie.
1: Yeah, you gotta
0: You gotta have a story and you gotta, you know. So she just grew up with her weird dad named Warren Marshall that took out inappropriate ads in the yearbook, wouldn't allow friends to call the house, and asked her friend's parents for money. Like,
1: literally barely knew him <laughs> and he's like,
0: like, one time he, like,
1: just was in their house. Like, yeah. Just like, they come home and he's just inside their home and the doors were locked.
0: It's so weird. I feel like, sir. Sharon got a full ride to Georgia Tech but wasn't allowed to go when she became pregnant. Daddy didn't want her to keep the baby and also wouldn't allow her to go to college, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, was, I feel like it should have been, like, you know, one or the other if she had yeah. to choose. Like, why it's, would you say no to both? It's really shady because she's smart as fuck. Yeah, and if you let her was... go to college for a few years, she'll be able to get a great job and make some money for you. So you don't have to beg her fucking friend's parents. Just to mention, <laughs>
1: full ride. Yeah. Okay. Like, what the fuck?
0: Like, she would have ended up working for NASA. It was like.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of, she wanted to do shit like that. Like, yeah. man, he really shot himself in the foot there.
0: So step back from all this information and just imagine finding out that a couple years after graduating high school, that this girl who was your best friend ended up marrying who you thought was her Her father. Her dad, yeah. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So here's where I get a little confused. She graduated high school in 1986 and didn't go to college because she was pregnant. And then she gives birth to Michael in 1988. Um. We'll get into yeah. It, we'll get into like, it. As I'm watching this, I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Um. I was, yeah, because I was like, "Did she give up her baby and then just got pregnant with Michael like right away?" I yeah, I wasn't sure. They settled in Florida using the new names they got from gravestones. The Tanya and Clarence, as and, one does. And she's working as a dancer at a club and despite people knowing her as a shy girl she's got this weird dad that tries to pimp her out for sex work yeah she like got booted from one of the
1: clubs because she was offering like blowjobs like they were like we don't do or, that
0: she's like well my dad says i have to and it's
1: like my dad what? gave me condoms to do this okay <laughs> so and they were like creeped out cuz they were like why is her dad coming in to watch <laughs> her dance
0: like that's not okay <laughs> like, oh, no Cheryl Camesso, great Italian name, befriends her and hangs out with her at her house all the time until one day when Cheryl, Tanya, Clarence, and baby Michael all disappear. And soon after, the trailer they'd been living in just blows up. Yeah. (laughs) Which just made me think it dropped in gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) In the book,
1: the neighbor is, like, talking about... um, Did they interview her? I think they interviewed her, too. She was talking about, like, she used to babysit.
0: Yeah, and she was in. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. yeah so what she's talking
1: about, and they like, she's like, "Oh, he called me one day and asked me to like check the mail and burn it." I'm just like, "You didn't think that was <laughs> fucking weird? Like, you want me to what, sir?"
0: Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then just a couple days later, the trailer just blows up, and it's like arson or whatever. And she's like, "Okay, like that's not suspicious <laughs> at all." We go back to the mid '90s when they're investigating Franklin, and they get a hold of a photo of him. With who they now know as Sharon when she's about five or six. So, whoever this little girl really is, he's had possession of her for a long time. And based on our age, she would have been born during his 10 year prison stint. So, regardless, not his daughter. She could not be his real daughter. And he has a history of kidnapping.
1: Yeah, like
0: it's a small favor to the world. Where the fuck did he get her? Can you imagine following this story in the 90s, like as it's happening? Like, hey, remember that girl who died in the hit and run? Well, I and mean, her son's missing. <laughs> we don't know who. And then it's like, yeah, we don't know who she is. We don't know who this kid really is. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember when it was still, like, kind of a mystery of what her name was. Yeah. Um, and then even now, I'm still, like, finding out new shit. Yeah. It's just like, what else
0: has, like, Like I said, it's like, just wait, there's more. Yeah. Like it's just when you think it's over, it's like, nope. Plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. This woman died in a hit run. Her husband isn't the father of a son. Her husband kidnapped the son and a principal. Her husband is actually her father. Wait, no. Her husband father kidnapped her when she was little. It's insane. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And one of Franklin's aliases was Kingfish Floyd. Did you catch that? <laughs> yes.
1: And then there was also, wasn't there also like Kingfisher or something like that? He had like some weird ones just that I was like, those are names. Kingfish Floyd. There was definitely he was like Kingfish Floyd and then there I think that's there it's just like the king market. That's not <laughs> there was also like just like the Kingfisher or whatever. And I was like, that's a criminal minds episode. <laughs> like
0: Like if you're trying to stay under the radar, Kingfish Floyd is not the name you choose. So now the FBI knows the kind of past Franklin has and just how dangerous he is, especially being in possession of a small child, so there's some real fucking urgency to find Michael. Yeah. And this dumb fuck renews his driver's license under one of his aliases, so they're able to track him down to Louisville, Kentucky, and just arrest him two months after.
1: Yeah, they like called him or whatever or something like that,
0: and just... (laughs) And wasn't it like his second day on his new job? And that's where they arrested him. What luck. (laughs) Yeah, they arrested him two months after Michael's disappearance, but there's no signs of Michael, so they just charge and convict him of weapon charges and kidnapping, and he's sentenced to 52 years with no parole. And his response was, fuck you and Oklahoma, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Right, it's it's all (laughs) Oklahoma's fault. And since we have, like, no listeners in Oklahoma, yeah, who cares? (laughs) Fuck you, Oklahoma. They find the principal's truck, and they kind of yada yada over how they found that. In March 1995, a mechanic in Kansas found a large manila envelope stuffed between the truck bed and the top of the gas tank of a truck he had recently purchased at auction, which, yeah, I think only a mechanic would find. Yeah, (laughs) it's a weird weird hiding spot. The FBI agent in this was like, yeah, we found the truck, and it was taped to the bottom. I was like, if you look into it a little more, the Mm -hmm. FBI didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, this poor mechanic got no props from the detectives in this film. And he really dealt with a lot. (laughs) Yes. He opened the envelope, which, why would you do that? (laughs) This isn't a weird place on this truck. But it's never anything good. And found 97 photographs of mostly obscene photos of Sharon from when she was underage and photos of a woman who was bound and beaten
1: and like in some really graphic yeah. positions. The, like they
0: saw the photos and were like, yeah, this woman's dead. Yeah. Like it there's was no way just, she survived this torture. Yeah, just real real degrading. So now this is another mystery they have to solve of who this woman was and ostensibly where her body's at. So they start getting in touch with unsolved cases in the Southern area based on her tan lines. I don't think I made it clear. Like they found the truck in Texas. They knew it was the principal's truck. So they knew he was the one who left it there. So the truck is tied to him. Right. March 24th, 1995. Skeletal remains are found by a landscaper in an area off Interstate Interstate 275 in Pinellas County, Florida. It was determined that she had died from a beating and two gunshots to the head. I think one's good enough.
1: Yeah, he had a, got a double tap.
0: <laughs> She's not a zombie. <laughs> this poor woman. So they had learned from the FG- FBI about this unknown woman they had found in the photographs. And based on the clothing found with the remains and some of the injuries, they were able to determine this could be the same person. And they could tie it to Franklin because the photos contained furniture and belongings they knew he had. In their trailer. <laughs> the trailer that exploded. Exploded, yeah. So they definitely knew he did it. Uh, they just didn't know who the victim was until late 1997. God, and the reason why he killed her. Ugh. They yeah, they know who the victim is in late nineteen ninety seven and Cheryl Camesso. She had vanished in eighty nine, the body was found in ninety five, and she's finally given her name back in ninety seven. So eight and a half years, her family had no idea where she was. So sad. So now they know why Franklin, Sharon, and Michael left Florida so quickly and why Franklin and Sharon married so quickly after. You're looking for a guy, his daughter and grandson. No, I'm just this old guy married to this young girl and this is our son. Like, ew. <laughs> and when he's like trying to explain, he's
1: like, oh, we had to get married. It was just, it was, it wasn't because it, he's like, I wasn't sleeping with
0: her. <laughs> God, no. I think we better just blow
1: up our trailer
0: just to be sure we we're got not mar- suspicious enough. We got
1: married just for like the, the cover story. We weren't <laughs> actually like, okay, sir, calm down. Cause you have pictures of her as like a teenager, yeah. like half dressed.
0: So, Franklin is already in prison for the 52-year stint. But let's just be safe and charge him with Cheryl Camesso's let's murder. let for life. And try and get him with the death penalty, which they got. So, they've got Franklin in prison where he's never getting out, but the case still isn't closed because they still don't know where Michael is or where Sharon originally came from. In 2004, investigative journalist Mac Matt Bergbeck... God, I hate that name. Matt. Burke Beck publishes a book called A Beautiful Child, which is weird I don't title, like that, but yeah. yeah, about the case, which brings in more leads to Sharon's identity, including that she gave up a daughter. She gave a daughter up for adoption in 1989. And we do get some clarity that she was pregnant before Michael. And then. Yeah, so she has
1: two sons and a daughter. Yeah. And they don't, they interview the daughter, which I thought was a a nice touch, Um, but they don't
0: really speak on the other son. Yeah.
1: Um, there's, There's just so much going on here.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, this daughter was her third name, Megan, and Megan's mom does recall meeting Franklin and Sharon six weeks before Megan was born and that Franklin just wanted to get the adoption over with because they needed the money. Such a sweet guy. Megan knew she was adopted, but finding out when she was in high school like this is like this weird backstory of, oh, your mom has been kidnapped by this dude and abused by him. And she sees a picture of her mother in a book. In high school. Yeah, it's just, it's dark. Awful. I've seen in 2014 and 2015, but during that time, the FBI pays Franklin another visit and he finally admits that he killed Michael the same day he kidnapped him. I don't know why anybody would think Michael was still alive. Like, this dude doesn't know anybody. He doesn't have friends. Where is he gonna...
1: Yeah, like, that was Leave the, the kid, yeah. that That's the one thing that I've always been sure deep down yes. about. Like, there's there's so many lies he's had but like that's the one i'm just like yeah he definitely killed him yeah where
0: is he gonna take the kid like he doesn't have friends no he's (laughs) definitely he's the very much the like if i can't have you then no one will type he says he buried him off i-35 near the oklahoma texas border which makes sense because he ditched the truck in texas but the remains have never been found it's been over 20 years at this point, and I hate to say it, but there's, like, wild animals all in that area. Like, Yeah,
1: like, it's just, I mean, well, and when you think about, like, all the construction and yeah. stuff, like, it's just, I don't think it's likely. And there's, like, nothing
0: out in that area. Yeah, it's 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 unlikely. And he also finally gives them some information about where Sharon came from. So, Sandra was having a tough go at life at the time. She had a daughter in 1969 with her first husband, Cliff Savakis, who they named Suzanne. They were high school sweethearts who married young, and it was during Vietnam War. That's <laughs> not a great time for couples.
1: That, that whole backstory it was just, like, really sad. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, Damn
0: so cliff is shipped off to vietnam and sandra is left to take care of a baby by herself fighting in war is not great for relationships so when cliff gets back they divorce don't really know much about her second marriage just that she has two daughters named allison and amy that marriage doesn't work out and so she moves into a trailer with her three daughters and after it's destroyed by a tornado because this woman has great luck
1: Yeah, like, she basically is just like, I can't fucking do this.
0: Yeah. She goes to social services office to get help and is separated from the girls. By 1974, she meets Brandon Cleo Williams, and after a month, she marries him and hopes it will help her get her daughters back.
1: Well, and so, the, like, Suzanne's father said that, like, social services basically called him, and they were like, hey, we have your daughter, would you like her? Oh, but if you want her, you have to take her two sisters as well. And he's like, fuck, I can't, like, he was I'm not in that place. I'm living with
0: my parents. Yeah, he's living with his parents. Like,
1: he, you know, obviously he wanted his daughter, but like, he couldn't take these other two daughters as well. And dealing
0: with like PTSD. Yeah, (laughs) like like, it
1: just, just... it wasn't, it wasn't a good position for him to be in. And so he couldn't take her because they literally wouldn't let him have just her. It had to be all three children. Yeah. And, like, only one of them is even legally his. Like, it just, it was a really shitty situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, 1975, she needs diapers, so she writes a bad check and gets 30 days in jail. Like, of course. <laughs> she gets out and her kids are gone, and the cops tell her there's nothing they could do because she married this guy.
1: Yeah, he's their dad. It's kosher. It's, <coughs> oh, sure. it's on the up and up. Turns out a stepdad can just take off with the kids. Also, at this point, (laughs) when my daughter is watching this, and I'm like, but wait, there's more. (laughs) There wasn't more, and then I found out some stuff. Yeah. And I think I texted you, and I was just like, what? They don't even mention that?
0: She was eventually able to find Allison and Amy in the care of a local church-operated social services group, and Suzanne would go on to become Sharon and then Tanya. But we finally now know her name. It's Suzanne. Matt Burbeck, the author of that book, gets together with Megan, the daughter, to design a new headstone for Suzanne's grave because all it said before was just Tanya.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just now they have like an actual
0: date of birth. Yeah. And in June 2017, 27 years after her death, they unveil this beautiful new headstone with her real name and underneath it, it says devoted mother and friend. And it's just such a beautiful scene to see all these people there. Cause that cared Cliff. about her. Yeah, and Cliff like, is there. and Like her, you know, best friend from, oh God, and her dad. Yeah, Cliff, yeah. So all the shit I'd been dealing with <laughs> and watching that scene, I'd been doing really well, not bursting into tears, until Megan talks about how she named her son Michael after the brother she never got to know, and that Cliff has a relationship with his granddaughter Megan since he didn't get one with his daughter yeah it's just that's it heavy Oh, that was rough uh, another note for this is Sandra had a son in 1974 weeks before she met and married Franklin the details are a little murky about what yeah, happened to him I don't yeah
1: so like that was where I was just like what they don't even mention her brother this might have actually been the one where she gave him to the woman so that's what I found out Cause I was like, how do they not even mention? Cause like that was one of the biggest mysteries. It's like, okay, cause I, we had always we don't heard, know where Michael is. That's
0: how we But we, we also don't nervous, know where Philip is. That was how I always remember hearing. It was three daughters and a boy were taken. They found the two middle daughters and
1: not the son and yeah. not Suzanne. And that was how I remember the story the whole time. Like it was always like this mystery of like who was Sharon, but also you know where's michael and where's philip like he had disappeared
0: these two boys and so i thought it was really weird watching this because they they don't mention mention the
1: brother at all and then when i did some google searching i discovered he was actually found in what like 2019 yeah and okay yeah like that is so so suspicious yeah so the details
0: are murky except he was given up for adoption this was the one where they had him for six weeks and gave him up for adoption i'm pretty sure i don't know there's so many kids giving up for adoption uh according to one of the daughters sandra had said he was dead so everyone was shocked when in 2019 a man believing he could be the son tested his dna and sure enough it was him this film doesn't mention his name and he's never really come forward to talk about it so i didn't feel it was right to give his name
1: yeah well and i, re- I remember reading like in the article basically like. His mother suspected because she like finally saw a story or something like that, and she was like, "Wait a minute! Like, I have like I adopted the son, yeah,
0: and basically said that like it was something that she suspected, and then once the father died, is when she felt comfortable telling him.
1: Yeah, and like essentially like Suzanne's mother and Floyd together were like. Here's this baby you can have, like, if you want to adopt him or whatever. And so, she did some kind of like they had like some kind of shady, like, side adoption yeah. thing or whatever. But, like, Suzanne's own own mother, like, and I always thought it was weird because, like, there was never any story about how, like, oh no, he's not missing.
0: And so, I well, just wondered if she maybe also, she was like
1: ashamed the of the mother, fact that, I don't like,
0: because the mother. Really didn't even. She found the two daughters and that was it. Didn't really try to look for Suzanne. Yeah, I really. Said nothing about the son. I really think that, like,
1: she knew he was not missing, but was too ashamed, maybe, to say, like, no, I, like, you know, gave him up yeah, because Lloyd told me,
0: like, come out of this looking good.
1: Yeah. And so I really think that, like, while the whole world essentially thought that this little boy, Philip, is missing along mm-hmm. with Suzanne. She had secretly just like put him up for adoption and didn't tell anyone, and was just like, "Yeah, yeah, he's missing too." Yeah, like, and I was just like, so fucking mind fucked. Yeah, the whole time, and I don't even remember it being a big deal when he was discovered in no, twenty nineteen. Of course, not, he's like lived remember. a nice, normal life with his adoptive parents, and like, you know, he's.
0: But as much as the internet that I'm on all the time, yeah, like, I don't remember hearing I'm about like, it.
1: Unresolved mysteries, like everything, and like. I never like do all my like Google search alerts like, and I didn't see anything about yeah. this. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. But I just remember like telling my kid, like, wait, there's more. Yeah. And then there wasn't. And then I was just like, what the fuck happened to Philip? <laughs> Which
0: is also so like yeah, my brother's name. <gasps> it was just another weird mystery to add to the story, chock full of them. But yeah, crazy story. The son being alive, something did not know about until watching this. And I was obsessed with this case when I first read about it in high school. Seriously! CrimeLibrary.com was the greatest thing ever. I was so sad when it went down. Yes! There were so many great articles on there.
1: Like, I, like, this, like, you even were like, I know we're gonna do this documentary because it's, like, one of your favorite cases. (laughs) Like, it is. Like, I have, like, just i've tried to explain it to my husband a million times I'm yeah like, no you but wait you have no idea like it's just, just it goes this deeper. woman
0: has these four kids and then she has to go to jail for 30 days she and then they out. just the disappear of, took like, off with the kids what the fuck
1: and then she finds yeah. two but they're still two missing and it's just like there's so much going on and you're just like what the fuck is happening this what the fuck? girl
0: who ends up marrying her dad <laughs>
1: yeah and like just the whole like her friend being all creeped out like why is your dad like like in the book they talk about like he took him to like a club and like he like had them both dressing like you know suzanne has all these or sharon at the time had all these like
0: had lingerie yeah had like
1: lingerie <laughs> and like, like oh just dad
0: likes what I wear. i'm wearing like, I gotta go. Yeah,
1: like I don't think I ever even bought thongs with my mother, like <laughs> let alone my fucking dad. Ew. Like it just the whole like idea behind it, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. It's just so mind blowing. Such a such a weird case. We're back. We're fucking back, <laughs>
0: baby. We're fucking back. See, I haven't seen anything really interesting lately, just that one on HBO.
1: Um, but but yeah. Then,
0: even that, all I saw was the trailer, so I don't know.
1: I would say that looks good. Um It's there... several.
0: I think it's, like, five episodes on that. So. Yeah,
1: so we could do, like, two-part with that. There's, like, a... There's some other ones I saw that were, like, on Netflix that I haven't, like, really looked into that look, like, newer. I think there's one called, like, The Motive, which is, like, from last year, I think. But, like, that one looked kind of interesting, but it's, like, a non-U.S. Um...
0: Or we just go lazy and watch another Forensic Files.
1: I do like that idea. So do you want to do <laughs> um, Beatrice Six and then like a Forensic Files?
0: Yeah, we can do that. Oh yeah, there's a DB Cooper, which I
1: don't care oh for. yeah, it's a weird Cooper.
0: Where did the B come from first of all?
1: Yeah, what, and what's the title of it? It's just like DB uh, Cooper, where are you, or something like where that. Where are you? It's like where in the world was Carmen Sandiego? Who
0: gives a shit?
1: Um, there's also- what was the one I was thinking? Oh, there's that new- god, what is his name? William Shatner? Is that- Yeah, The Unexplained with William Shatner.
0: I just- I can't stand him. I don't like the reason why I'm famous.
1: Yeah, I- I I'd say let's do- yeah, let's just do the- the Beatrice 6 and then-
0: oh, Oh, Indian Predator, The Butcher of Delhi, that sounds too rough
1: that's the other one i was thinking of that i saw
0: oh god Please hunting for a seasoned killer with a grudge against the system oh my god the picture how do they have that on netflix (laughs) what was the yeah the other one because
1: i there was like there were like two that were like sort of like that indian type because you know the what was it um the other one i was thinking of is like the so it's the motive i want to say it's last year it's like the boy that kills his family yeah so that was released last year
0: uh but that one's four episodes yeah we'll just do beatrice six because was like if you really want to get sad we could watch tell me who i am
1: oh <laughs> have you seen that one i have not i remember you oh, telling me about my it oh
0: god <laughs> About the twins. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about that one, and I was just
1: like, mm.
0: "I was like, yeah, what do you do?" <laughs> if
1: we're gonna do sad. We're gonna or do. Zachary. his
0: memory doesn't remember about the shitty childhood they had, and it's just his brother tells him, "I right. like, yeah, I'd probably just lie." <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like maybe you could
1: have just you know, made that easier. Well, I gotta go. Just do that. <laughs> oh look at the time. <laughs> I'll see you next week. You were molested. Alright, I gotta go. <laughs> no, if we're doing depressing, we're doing Dear Zachary.
0: No, I can't. That's no, I've that's only too seen much. it
1: one time and it still haunts me to this twice. day. Like it's the
0: just the dad, the way he Best is so angry. documentary,
1: but then like I can't ever watch it again. Well, it's just like
0: um, what's that aunt diane one oh where it's just out of nowhere it's like there's a picture something of a dead body and i'm like oh, jesus christ i didn't know it was going that
1: yeah far. and that's on hbo isn't it there's yeah. something wrong with aunt diane yeah yeah that was definitely yeah. just that
0: part was jarring was not expecting It's like, like a i can look worrying. at pictures of dead bodies if i know like it's coming i'm clicking this i know what this is gonna be but that was just
1: I'm well, definitely, Bam. you know, my old days of, like, watch people die. Just yes. like, I mean, I've seen some shit. And I've but if I know shit. it's going to happen. Right. But I put myself <laughs> in a position to see that shit. I'm not just, like, that
0: came out of nowhere. let's watch
1: this and, oh, my God, that's a dead body. <laughs> like, I, I, if I know I'm seeing some shit, I'm prepared.
0: Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> because we are Dark. We can't just be normal Weird and watch people. like The Bachelor. <laughs> I've
1: never seen an episode.
0: I know. But, you know. It's like my mother-in-law was pissed that The Bachelor wasn't going to be on because they were showing January 6th stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm excited to watch a January 6th stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
1: I mean, we did watch a lot of Love is Blind. Like, that was... That's different. It is different. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of just, like, a mocking
0: type thing. Yeah. I don't want to see people fight for, like, one person. That's weird. <sighs> Do you okay. take this, Rose? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have so much to cut. Yeah. Just okay. us. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a month. I know.
0: It's been a long time. Fuck COVID. So, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back We'll be next. back next week. Yes. Finally. Yes. No more Andrew. I'm done with him. He failed his one test. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I was worried I was going to be replaced. No. I was crying to Jason and I was like, oh my God, no. What if? <laughs> He was like, "Kathleen, you're being crazy." He I had am been crazy.
0: and he was like, "She's not going to be able to do it. Can we just get this out of the way?" And I was no, like, I'm glad fine. you guys did.
1: I'm glad because I was worried. I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to miss like an episode." And then I had forgotten that we had done the hostage crisis one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, thank God we have an episode for this." Which I'm so mad we didn't get that many
0: listens on that one. It was a that one was
1: great. amazing <laughs> documentary.
0: Like, oh my god, yes, go back and listen to that. We're for not Fox the only sake. one with like shitty media and cops just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. That. One was a mind fuck so yeah no i'm, I'm glad he'd be fine to join on some but he yeah. does not like watching true crime stuff no, we, is the issue
1: We have a good thing going oh
0: let's get him to watch dear zachary
1: oh my god <laughs> and don't tell him what it is just trick him
0: no he would divorce me <laughs> <laughs> we can live together we can finally have that like Yay. little commune <laughs> type situation <laughs> No boys, except for my two. But, eh, no adult boys
1: until they're eighteen, and then you know we have to allow them just because, like, I mean, no. Nah. You're out. You're eighteen. Get out. You got I know six it's months. get out. I know it's your birthday. Get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Your gift is me not letting the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> oh man. I'm a good mom. Shut up. <laughs>
1: I do love those little boys <laughs> um and my own children of course like yes, they're okay yes. yeah
0: <laughs> you deal with them all the time they're,
1: they're tolerable i suppose <laughs> um but yeah back next week okay bye bye thank you
0: Bye. thank you for listening to Me. the opening music is by twisterium for comments or suggestions we can be reached by email at doctomypod at gmail.com Find us on Twitter at DoctomyPod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.